When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the final word. Good evening. I'm Jenna Harner and welcome to the final word, the show that invites you, the fans, into the conversation. You can get your opinion on TV right here every Sunday night, actually Monday morning and now at this rate. Now let's get started by introducing you to tonight's panelists. Please welcome from our partners at DKPittsburghSports.com, Dan Kovacevic. Jenna, can we just dedicate the entire show to the two-point conversion thing? Because I'm pretty sure we could fill it. I was going to say, there's a whole lot mm-hmm. we can talk about, no doubt there. Also from DK Sports, Dale Lolly. You know, the old cowboy still has a few tricks up his sleeve, including converting a two-point conversion when the Ravens could not. Oh, yeah. And hey, how about that pump fake there, too? Well, our show is stacked tonight. We're talking about the, how the reports about Ben Roethlisberger's future could affect the rest of the season, the Pitt Panthers, and how this season will shape them for the future. The Penguins, do they need to make any big moves and the Major League Baseball lockout and what that means for the Pirates. But first, the night's big topic, the Steelers win over the Ravens, staying in the playoff picture for now. What does today's game do, if anything, to change your playoff hopes for the Steelers? Stay in, we start with uh, you. I mean, I- I'm not really there. They still have a pretty tough road ahead of them, just in terms of their schedule. Uh, ask me again after Thursday night in Minneapolis when they – go there and ideally take care of business against a team that just lost to the Lions. But I say that the Steelers just tied the Lions. So I'm not ready to go overboard with this. Uh, I I like their Steelers resolve. I like their resilience. But you know what, Jenna, those are the two things that I've liked the most about most of their wins this year, as opposed to saying they were just the better team. Yeah, no, absolutely. And especially on Thursday night, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth there. The fact that it's a team that just lost to the Lions yeah. playing the team that tied the Lions. So in theory, you'd like to think there would be a winner. But again, who knows? Anything can happen. Dale, your thoughts? You got to get to nine wins. And, and I don't care yeah. how you get there. But if you get to nine wins, that tie, that little hook at the end of your record, all of a sudden makes a difference there because somebody's getting into the playoffs in the AFC at, with nine wins. And it might be two somebodies. Um, you know, so beat the Vikings, as, as Dayon mentioned. Uh, you put yourself in good shape because after that, you get a little bit of a, a break, and here come the ghost of the Tennessee Titans to Heinz Field. Uh, they are not a good football team right now, playing without the guys they're playing without. The Ravens today lost Marlon Humphrey, their best cornerback, probably for the rest of the season. This schedule, everything changes from week to week in the yeah, NFL. Yeah. It's such a week-to-week league this year, more so than any time that I can remember uh, in the 28 years that I've covered yeah, the league. Th- that's the thing, Jenna, is, is you can say 
uh, you can say what what you know what appears one way uh, something one way on one Sunday it's totally different the following week and the biggest thing about this whole picture is that the AFC overall just doesn't have that team. Don't forget that that team was Baltimore. Baltimore is still the number ago. one seed. I They're know, still the number one but seed. But no one's taking them seriously. We aren't. Jenna, are you taking the Ravens seriously? No, and I haven't been all season. It's been so interesting <laughs> right. because everybody has been saying, oh, the Ravens are a great team. They have a lot of talent, of course. Lamar Jackson is a really, really solid player, but their defense has been exposed. They were in so many games, and yes, they were finding ways to win, which good teams do. But on the other hand, at the same time, there was a lot of close games that they shouldn't have even been in, and the Steelers coming into this one after the way that they responded from last game, winning this game, beating the Ravens by scoring 17 in the fourth, in the quarter. fourth quarter. It yep. just shows a lot of weaknesses this Baltimore team has. Well, a reminder, you can keep the comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, on Facebook at The Final Word. And now it's time for five words. Give us your five words on your favorite moment from today's game. From Facebook, Ben still has some magic. Thank you, John. Randy on Twitter says, an early Harbaugh Christmas gift. And this was a great moment on the broadcast. Lamar slamming his helmet down. Now the panel, Dan, give us your final, your five words, excuse me, on your favorite thing you saw from the game today. The offense eventually opened up. That, that was what impressed me. I've been like locked in on the offense all year long. And I, maybe because I'm guilty of uh, expecting too much of the defense. And we've seen that, especially in the front line get get beaten up over the course of the year but the offense has been just so especially because of that line uh, inconsistent and I think a glaring weakness but to watch what they did in the fourth quarter a lot of people myself included are pretty tough on Matt Canada but there was some good imaginative dynamic play calling there were passes downfield there were passes to the middle of the field they utilized Pat Fryermuth once or twice uh, it, that was fun to see. Chase Claypool got involved, and of course, Deontay Johnson was outstanding. What a concept. Get Pat Fryermuth involved. <laughs> well, you I know. thought there. Dale? It didn't go to overtime. Oh, no. uh, wow. The absolute worst thing. Uh, nobody in that press box wanted that game to go to overtime. No. Nobody in the stands wanted that game to go to overtime. And I don't know that anybody could believe, including Cam Hayward, who had already run off the field, that John Harbaugh was out to prove that he could be the dumbest Harbaugh on a certain weekend. <laughs> wow. That's a tough that's a tough call. Well, he, he also didn't want it to go to overtime. Apparently so. You know, but he had in fairness, Dale, he had a pretty decent explanation for it after the game, right? Did he? I mean, I, you've got your offense. You you can you win lose the flip. Humphrey, You're allowed to win the coin yeah, flip and go down and score a touchdown. Yes, I, I guess. You know, at least you give yourself a chance there. Um, you know, it just it, it's not a move that most coaches will make. Let's put it that way. Look at the analytics, right? Well, we have a whole lot more to dig into with Pitt, Penguins, and Pirates, but then there's the reports about Big Ben's future. How will it impact the Steelers the rest of the season? Kevin on Facebook says, hopefully the team will rally around Ben like they did for Jerome Bettis. We'll get into it next on The Final Word. Stay with us. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the final word. And welcome back to the final word. Thanks for staying up late with us. Dan and Dale with me here tonight. And it's time to talk about Big Ben. The reports that he's told some people he expects this to be his last season really not entirely too surprising, but how will it affect the Steelers the rest of the way? Dale, we start with you on this one. You know, it only affects a team. I, I think everybody kind of knew this. This is not a surprise, as you alluded to. Um, you know, he's kind of kind of hinted around that uh, several times over the course of the year. Um, to Mike Tomlin's point about it, why it became a, a subject uh, today or yesterday of all days and then today, uh, who knows? Maybe John Harbaugh was putting that out there for the uh, for the public consumption. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's not a surprise. Uh, you know, the report itself saying that this would be Ben Roethlisberger's last season in Pittsburgh was kind of disingenuous because he's not going anywhere else. He will retire a Steeler at the end of this season if he retires, in fact, does retire, I should say. Joey Bag of Donuts says it'll rally the team to make one last playoff push for Ben, win one for the Gipper remake. Dale? Or uh, Dan, excuse you know, me. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, I, I think there will be something of that on the inside. Uh, you know, Jenna, that Mike Tomlin gave Ben Roethlisberger the game ball after this. Now, Mike, uh, Mike Tomlin doesn't have to say to the players, hey, everybody, I gave this ball to Ben <laughs> because they just know. Just like all of us have known. I mean, and when, and you, when you see him and you hear him, and again, you heard the answer that he gave me today when I asked Ben about the report. He was just like, he didn't deny it, but he was just like, really? Do we want to talk about this now? Uh, I'll talk about it at the end of the season. Uh, yes, it can be a rallying point. We did see that with Jerome in 2005, and we could see it again. But Super Bowl, I'm not ready to go there. Yeah, I don't know. Neither are the Steelers. You neither are there. Yeah. <laughs> we know where this team is right now. Now, there is a ton of excitement in Oakland. The Pitt Panthers win the ACC championship and are headed to the Peach Bowl. Dan, how is the Pitt football program now shaped for the future? Well, uh, you know, honestly, I've heard and read and seen so much stuff about Pitt in the future after winning this game last night in Charlotte that I, I'm more tempted to say everybody just you know, enjoy it. Every all, all Pitt fans ever do is complain and woe is us and we're the persecuted entity. And they, this was a really, really nice W for them, for the program, for Pat Narduzzi, for Kenny Pickett, uh, validating his decision to come back for a senior year. This is just a great big W for them. What does it mean for the future? I don't know. Ask me who, you know, when we see who the next quarterback is because so much of this was Pickett. A moment to savor, no doubt about exactly. that. Exactly. Now on Facebook, Brian says it's got stability for the first time in a long time, but they are going to have to replace a star quarterback next year, too. Hopefully time will tell. Hopefully more than nine, ten win seasons in the future than the usual six to seven wins. Dale, your thoughts? Well, you know, if it turns out that they, you know, get a, a great transfer quarterback or something like that uh, because of the, the you know, publicity they got out of this game, then it's great. It's great for the program. 
Uh, right now, if you look at where the recruiting class ranks, it's, it's not uh, a great recruiting class. Uh, you would expect a springboard to come from that kind of thing, um, but it just hasn't happened yet. So you have to replace the quarterback, as the, as the last poster just said, and that's, that's a big deal because he's been the cog, the key cog, making this happen. Now, both of you quickly, do you think realistically they would get a quarterback from the transfer portal or is he already in the program? Oh, absolutely. Anything's possible with the transfer portal <laughs> yeah, now, Jenna. True. I mean, you, these guys are, you see every other week now, the so-and-so from Ohio State, so-and-so from one of the big programs. They, they all get all excited about going to those programs like in Alabama and then they get there and they realize there's like five there's other five guys. of them, yeah. yeah and it's like, yeah. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's how Joe Burrow ended up at LSU, mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. So this happens. You can get that guy. you got to be diligent about it. Well, it is time now to hit the ice. The Penguins snapping a losing streak in Vancouver, but there's still a lot of uneven play. Dale, do the Pens need to make a major move right now, or are they content where they're at? Major move? No. I mean, I, I think you let this uh, play out, get everybody healthy, get everybody COVID free, that would help too, and, mm -hmm. and, and see where this thing goes. I mean, there's still so much season left. Take, you know, 40 games or so to, to assess this thing. They'll sh they should be right around in the mix there, and then see where you're at at that point at the trade deadline. Well, our uh, viewers on Twitter agreeing with you. A major move, no, but they certainly have some movable pieces that could make them more dangerous as a whole. Dan. Yeah, movable. See, here's what I hear when uh, someone says movable. Then I ask them who, and they say, well, Jason Zucker. And I go, <laughs> okay, he's due $6 million on a cap hit. Name for me the GM that's dumb enough to take that. That doesn't exist. The Penguins are struggling to score. They're struggling to score five on five other than Jake Gensel. They're struggling to score on a power play other than Jake Gensel. Sid's got to come around. Dale's right. You need to have Geno and everybody back in the lineup. Uh, but a trade, uh, ask me about Casey DeSmith based on what he does tomorrow night in Seattle. How about that? Because you need to start seeing some backup goaltending quality. I was going to say, you're mentioning, goal, mentioning goaltending, mm -hmm. and it's interesting because coming into this season, obviously the big question mark was Tristan Jari, and yeah. now all of a sudden it's depth scoring, and who is going to find the back of the net other than Jake Gensel because, what, 12 games in a row now? He's been phenomenal, but the rest of the guys need to be there to pick up that slack and say, hey, you know, our second, third, fourth line can produce. We're seeing kind of the shakeups from the lines there with Mike Sullivan, but you need to see more things click in order for this team to really get on a run here and kind of hold their position in the division. Oh, yeah. How about Kasperi Kapanen, Jenna? Yeah, I mean, you know, we watch him flying all over the rink, but he's not putting any pucks in the net. That yeah. is the name of the game, putting yep. the puck in the net. And if you can't do it, you know, it's like baseball players. If you, if you hit, you play. If you don't put the puck in the net, I don't have much use for you. Well, Dale, it's funny you mentioned baseball players because now we're talking baseball. The owners lock out the players. Do we really think the Pirates will end up benefiting from this lockout, Dan? Oh, I mean, <laughs> start me on the salary cap rampage here. Uh, the floor is yours. Baseball is the only sport without one. That needs to change. The owners know that they can't use the terminology or they won't get anywhere. So they've proposed something that is basically exactly a salary cap, but they want to make sure that it's got the right window dressing on it. Jenna, players' revenues, their own take of revenues has dropped from 56% to 40% over the years. You know why? Because the middle class in baseball is not making any money. It's all going to Bryce Harper and Max Scherzer. This isn't just about the Pirates. That's my answer to you. It's not just about Pittsburgh. The whole sport is grossly screwed up, and it needs a correction. I hope the owners stick together.
Now on Facebook, Caleb says salary floor will be a farce that won't help even in the slightest. Salary cap would help if it wasn't unreasonably high. Dale, your thoughts? Well, to Dayon's point about the, you know, the middle class in baseball not making any money, uh, the Pirates don't even have a middle class right now in terms of that. So, you know, if you do force teams to spend more money, maybe that helps. You can call it whatever you want to call it, whether it's a salary cap or a salary floor. Uh, but you have to have some kind of salary structure. It works in every other sport. Uh, it, it has to work in baseball, but you have to get the, the, the players uh, union to agree that it's not a good idea just for guys to be signing 10-year, $400 million contracts that are fully guaranteed. It never works. Yeah, it doesn't when does work. it ever it, it, work? It, no, it doesn't when work is it in ever any paid sport, off? But even setting aside the individuals, the gap that you can't have is the Dodgers at $271 million payroll and other teams at 40. That's just a joke. That's a joke. All righty. Well, when we come back around the horn on any topic, the final word is next. This is the final word. It's time now for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. Dan, you're first. A lot of people talk about the crowds at Heinz Field these days, and they usually talk about them in terms of the number of empty yellow seats. Never mind that a lot of those people just gravitate over to the two rotundas that you never see on TV, but where thousands of people stand instead of sitting in their freezing yellow seats. This crowd today was wonderful. I don't care that there were 8,000 no-shows. I care that they were really into it. Mike Tomlin went out of his way to bring it up, and he doesn't usually do that. He's not a college coach, you might have heard. Players brought it up. This crowd got behind this team in what was a pretty lousy circumstance. This quarterback, this franchise quarterback, might only be here for a short while longer. We don't know how many home games he has left. Appreciate him while he's around. Dale, your final word. You know, the, uh, the college bowl playoffs uh, were announced today. Uh, we'll see Clemson play, or I'm sorry, yeah, no Clemson this year. Uh, we'll, we'll see Georgia play Michigan, and we'll see Alabama play Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati being the newcomer into the college bowl series. Everybody's pushing for more teams in this. Do we really need that? Because we know it's going to end up being Alabama and Georgia in the final, more than likely. And it's, you know, it's the SEC championship game, uh, part three. Uh, because they've already played the, you know, twice already this season. You don't, need to, you don't need all this extra stuff. There doesn't need to be 12 teams in this. Take your two, three, four best teams, let them play, finish this thing off. Which one will make more money, Dale? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> if, they, if they're ready to talk about getting rid of the bowl games, I'm all ears. But until then, no. And now our final word from social media from Kevin on Facebook. It was a very good weekend for Pittsburgh sports. That it was indeed. And now my final word kind of with what Dayan was saying a little bit before about Pitt, but just the fact that this football team won a huge game on a national stage and they were able to do it in just such an exciting fashion. But with the entire city behind them. You saw the UPMC tower lit up. It was beautiful. And you just saw so much positivity for a program that at least when I got here, there was a lot of negative conversation around it at certain times. So congratulations to the Panthers. Well, thanks so much for joining us on The Final Word. Have a great night.